Hello everyone. This is the Teaching Service Commission Radio Teaching Program in collaboration with the Ministry of Basic and Senior Secondary Education. My name is Elsie Mae Melanie Buckle and I am your radio teacher for Maths Lower Primary Grades 1 to 3. Maths lessons will be broadcast every Tuesday from 10 to 11 a.m. and Friday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Here with me today are Winifred Farmer and Anna Jones. How are you feeling today? Are you ready to learn more about the magical world of numbers? Hello, yes, I am ready. Today, we will continue our review of numbers from 1 to 10. Like each lesson, we'll do five activities. Our first activity will be a mindful moment to get our brains settled and ready to learn. Our second activity will be a number warm-up to practice our counting skills. Our third activity will be a number workout. Today, we will continue our review of numbers 1 to 10. Our fourth activity will be a brain break to rest and reset ourselves. And our fifth activity will be a surprise. We will conclude with some homework. For today's class, you need a notebook, a pencil, and your counters. If possible, take more than 10 counters. You can also draw dots on your paper if you do not have counters when you draw quantities from problems. If you have a partner that can sit with you and help you during the lesson, please call them now. But don't worry if you don't have anyone. You will still be able to do all the exercises. Please gather the materials you need. Okay, let's get started. Students, I want you to think about how many times you've washed your hands today. There are a few important times you should be washing your hands. Can you think when those times would be? Right now, it is important that you wash your hands with soap many times in a day. When I call out the time to wash your hands, you are going to respond with, wash your hands for 20 seconds. Ready? After you go to the bathroom, wash your hands for 20 seconds. Before and after you eat, wash your hands for 20 seconds. After you sneeze or cough, wash your hands for 20 seconds. After you touch something that is not your own, wash your hands for 20 seconds. Very good. It is important to wash your hands with soap and water for 20 seconds because this will protect you and your family from getting certain kinds of diseases such as the coronavirus. We have been talking a lot about safe and unsafe touches. Can you remember what a safe touch is? Hmm. A safe touch is one that makes us feel good, comfortable, 
or like we have a friend. It can be a high five, a fist bump, or a hug from a friend. However, right now, we need to avoid all forms of safe touch so we can protect ourselves from the coronavirus. We are just learning about this so we can be prepared for the future. Exactly. Even though most safe touches make you feel happy, good, and comfortable, sometimes we experience times like getting a cut cleaned that are necessary and safe. Even though they are painful, do you remember what an unsafe touch is? Yes, an unsafe touch is one that can make us feel scared, hot or uncomfortable. When people use unsafe churches, they are not thinking about me as a child. They are only thinking about themselves. Exactly. Very good. You are really learning. What should we do if someone uses an unsafe touch on us? We should be brave and tell an adult that we trust. Bravery is waiting inside of us to use, just in case we have to do something difficult but correct. It is correct to tell an adult if someone touches us in an unsafe way. Exactly. You are really learning how to be brave. I am so proud of everything you have learned so far. Remember, we need to listen to our bodies. If we are feeling scared or nervous about the way someone is touching us, that is our body's way of telling us we are unsafe. If that ever happens, Please tell an adult that you trust. Every day, we will start with a calming, mindful moment to get our brains ready to learn. When we are mindful, we are aware of our bodies, our feelings, and our thoughts in the present moment. Today, we will do a balance exercise. Are you ready? First, I want you to sit up nice and tall and then close your eyes. We are going to take three deep breaths together. You could put your hand on your belly so you can feel your breath going in and out. You could put your hand on your heart to feel it beating. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Let's go. One, breathe in deeply through your nose and out through your mouth. Two, breathe in deeply through your nose and out through your mouth. Three, breathe in deeply through your nose and out through your mouth. Now, slowly open your eyes and when you are ready, stand up on two feet. Breathing can help our bodies feel focused and calm. Let's see if we can use our balance to help us focus too. Take a moment and see if you can balance on one foot for 10 seconds. Ready? 
Pick up one foot and I will count to ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Now, switch feet and see if you stand on the other foot for ten seconds. I will count. Ready? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wow, great job balancing today, students. I'm impressed. Now, let's get our brains working and get warmed up. We will warm up our body and brain at the same time with an activity called count and move. We will do a number of movements and at the same time we will practice counting. Today we will recite the subtraction table of 10 while moving. Let's count it all together first. Repeat with me at home. 10 minus 1 equals 9. 10 minus 2 equals 8. 10 minus 3 equals 7. 10 minus 4 equals 6. 10 minus 5 equals 5. 10 minus 6 equals 4. 10 minus 7 equals 3. 10 minus 8 equals 2. 10 minus 9 equals 1. Now, we're going to start again with some moves. Follow my voice. 10 minus 1 equals 9. Let's clap our hands 9 times. 10 minus 2 equals 8. Let's clap hands 8 times. 10 minus 3, 7. Let's do 7 jumps. 10 minus 4 equals 6. Let's do 6 jumps. do some neck twirls. 10 minus 5 equals 5. Let's do 5 turns of the neck. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. 
minus 6 equals 4. Let's do 4 turns of the neck. 1, 2, 3, 4. Now, bend your knees. 10 minus 7 equals 3. Bend 3 times the knee. 1, 2, 3. 10 minus 8 equals 2. Bend your knees twice. 1, 2. And finally, let's raise our fingers. 10 minus 9 equals 1. Raise one finger to the sky. One in the air. You're both supposed to say it together. Raise one finger to the sky. One in the air. Great job warming up your brain. Now we're going to start our number workout. Do you have your pencil and paper ready? Yes. Do you have your counters? Yes. We have at least 10 counters with us. We are ready. Okay, let's get started with a few reminder questions. How do you say when two numbers are the same? When they represent the same quantity? I think we say they are equal. Exactly. And do you have an example of two equal quantities? Five red cars. And five yellow cars are the same quantity of cars. Five and five are equal. That's it. Now, when one number is bigger than another, do you know which word is used? Hmm. I heard the word smaller and greater. But I don't know which one to use to say bigger than it seems to me that to say bigger than the word to use is greater and what is smaller used for we use smaller to say less than or lower exactly repeat after me greater means bigger and smaller means less than. Greater means bigger and smaller means less than. Great. Let's do an example. How is three compared to seven? Three is less than seven. And seven compared to three? It's the opposite. 7 is greater than 3. It's bigger. Very good. Now, here is the problem of the day. Listen carefully. John had 3 coins. His mom gives him 5 more to buy bread. He goes to buy bread and spends 6 coins. How many coins does he have when he comes back home. I repeat, John had three coins. His mom gives him five more to buy bread. He goes to buy bread and spends six coins. 
How many coins does he have when he comes back home? Do you have all the numbers in mind? I think so. We have three coins at first. Then his mom gives him five. And finally, he spends six. We want the number of coins he has at the end. All right. I hope that's clear for everyone. I'll give you a bit more time to think and try. So, what did you do? I used my counters to solve the problem. One counter represents a coin. Good idea. At home, you can do the same. Take your counters and follow along with Hannah. At first, John has three coins. So I take three counters and put them on my sheet. One, two, three. Then his mom gives him five. So I take five more counters and I complete the pile of three counters. Let's count together the counters we add. One, One two, three, four, five. Is it all good at home? You have three counters to which you have added five counters one by one. Well, continue, Hannah. Now, John is spending five coins to buy bread. Since he is spending, I am going to take out some coins. All together, let's gradually remove six counters from the pile. For the six coins spent. One, two, three, four, five, six. You are doing well. What do we have to do now to get the answer? The question was how many coins did John have at the end? All I have to do is to count the counters left on my sheet. Let's do it all together. One and two. There are only two counters left. So when John comes home, he only has two coins left. I agree. Great. How did you find out? Instead of using my counters, I tried to calculate directly. Tell us more about your method. And let's all try to follow. The better you understand the different methods, the more you progress. At first, as his mom gives him coins, he gets more. So it's an addition. Three coins plus five coins. Three plus five. That's a good first step. Write that down at home too. Three plus five. Now, 
let's calculate 3 plus 5. That makes 3, then 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8. So I write 3 plus 5 equals 8. Alright, this is the first step of the method using equations. Then he spends money. Spending means that he gives coins. He will get less, so it must be a subtraction. He spends six coins. I subtracted six coins to eight coins and write eight minus six. Let's do this subtraction all together. Let's start from eight. And count backwards to subtract 6. 8, Eight then 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, and 2. 8 minus 6 equals 2. Write that down. 8 minus 6 equals 2. Once John has spent coins to buy bread he has two coins left bravo you see in this problem there are several steps hannah understood this by making several changes with her counters winifred did several equations using addition and subtraction and also found the result Doing the equations directly may work, but it's riskier. If you still have doubts, I advise you to use your counters. First bonus question, more difficult. Winifred wrote two equations, one after the other, to solve the problem. Three plus five equals eight. Then eight minus six equals two. Do you think she could have written one equation directly? I have an idea. Maybe it is three plus five minus six to get the result directly. Exactly. Three starting coins plus five coins given by his mother minus six coins spent. That's three plus five minus six. If you do this equation, you will also get two. Second bonus question. Did John have more money at the beginning or at the end? I repeat, did John have more money at the beginning or at the end? At the beginning, he had three coins, while at the end, he had two. Three is bigger than two, so John had more money at the beginning. Good. Three is bigger than two. You could also have used the word greater or superior. Bravo! Good job! 
You've been working so hard during our number workout. Let's give our brains a break. We're going to do a five second shakedown. We start by shaking our right hand five times. Then we shake our left hand five times. Then we shake our right foot five times. Then our left foot five times. After we do that, then we go back to our right hand, this time shaking it four times. Then we keep going until we shake each limb one time. When we finish shaking one time, we say five seconds shake down. Everyone, stand up. Get your body ready to shake. Ready? Go. Right hand, five, four, three, two, one. Left hand, five, four, three, two, one. Right foot, five, four, three, two, one. Left foot, five, four, three, two, one. Right hand, four, three, two, one. Left hand, four, three, two, one. Right foot, four, three, two, one. Left foot, four, three, two, one. Right hand, three, two, one. Left hand, three, two, one. Right foot, three, two, one. Left foot, three, two, one. Right hand, two, one. Left hand, two, one. Right foot, two, one. Left foot, two, one. Right hand, one. Left hand, one. Right foot, one. Left foot, one. Five seconds shake down. Okay, wasn't it nice to move your body for a bit? I hope you will be able to pay attention to our next part, the continuation of our story. Indeed, it is now story time. I hope you are eager to hear the more of the story of Simon and Caroline. Listeners, remind your partner of what happened in the last lesson. Simon is a squire and wants to become a sakul to be accepted as Caroline's friend. He is trying to change his shape, but it is more difficult than he thought. First, he tried to flatten his corners by rolling down a hill. What a good memory! I'm going to resume reading from where I was in our last lesson. Like before, put yourself in a comfortable position 
so you can understand what is going on. If you want, you can also draw at the same time. Simon looked to the cliff and shivered. I'll have to jump from the top to get a better shape. One more convenient for rolling. I don't see how I could do it any other way, he said to himself. At the summit, the wind was even stronger than on the trapeze hill, and Simon had a hard time keeping his balance. He leaned carefully to estimate the height. He took his courage in both hands, took a deep breath, and jumped into the void. After many seconds of falling, he crashed a few dozen meters below in a loud noise. But it didn't get the desired result. When he came to his senses, he realized that he had become a rectangle. That's not how I'm going to roll. I have to start over. He climbed to the top of the cliff to make a second attempt. Simon stood on the edge of the cliff, waited for the wind to calm down a little, took a deep breath, and threw himself into the air. I hope this time will be the right one, he says to himself. After crashing to the ground in a noise just as loud as the first time, he realized that only two sides had leaned over and twisted him a little. It had become a parallelogram, and that didn't suit him at all. Let's do it again, he said, rather annoyed. I guess I've been doing it wrong so far, he thought. I'm going to change my technique and jump vertically, because if I keep going like this, I'm going to end up becoming a simple line. On these words, he jumped. Before concluding, tell me, today, what method did Simon use to try to become a circle? Instead of rolling from the top of the hill, Simon tries to jump from the top of the cliff. Thus, he hopes to change shape and become a circle. Exactly. What happens when he does that? It doesn't really work. He just crashes himself. Indeed. And what shape does he become? As he crashes, two of his sides come closer together. Instead of being a square, it becomes more like a rectangle, like a shape of a long table. It keeps a straight shape, but it stretches out. Congrats! You've kept up. 
So next lesson, we'll know if Simon will be able to find a better way to become a circle and flatten his angles. Well, that's it for our lesson today. Great work growing your brain. Thank you. Yes, that was fun. Let's collect the homework from the previous lesson. The question was to find which quantity is the biggest between five sweets plus four sweets or one sweets plus nine sweets. Tell me, what did you do? I first calculated each amount of sweets. Five sweets plus four sweets. It is an addition. It makes five, then six, seven, eight, nine. Then one sweet plus nine sweets. That makes one then. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I found the same. Five plus four equals nine, and one plus nine equals ten. The biggest quantity is ten. Ten is greater than nine. Congratulations for your work. That's good. For the next lesson, we will do the same exercise again, but a little more complicated. Which quantity is the smallest? 10 envelopes minus 4 envelopes or 5 envelopes plus 2 envelopes. I repeat, which quantity is the smallest? 10 envelopes minus 4 envelopes or 5 envelopes plus 2 envelopes. It was a great time with you all. Thanks for your work and your attention. Tune in next time as we continue to explore additions and subtractions. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.